Are you ready for football? It's time for some two-a-days, where each NFL team is broken down by experts to get you ready for game day. Everything you need to know, and a few tips to impress the pickiest of football fans. Now, your host, the sports gal pal herself, Ramona Rice. Hey there, Gal Pal Nation. Welcome to our next two-a-day where we break down each NFL team so that you can be ready for the upcoming season. And tonight I have from Next Fan Up the Browns super fan Rob. Rob, welcome to Sports Gal Pal. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, let's get right to it. I feel like the Cleveland Browns are one of those teams that people, number one, either A, forget that they even exist, or two, um, kind of just... <laughs> Think about them automatically in like that last place spot, you know, in a very tough AFC North. Is that a fair kind of thing? That is definitely fair. We don't get much much run on uh, the four letter, and uh, we have had a run of last place finishes in the AFC North. So both of those things are definitely true. But you guys have made some moves in the past couple of years for players. You know, what players can we expect to, to take a look at and really kind of go, okay, here's some improvements? Well, I think top of the list has got to be the first-round draft pick that they have this year for at nose tackle. It's not really a sexy pick, but Danny Shelton has, by all accounts, been just killing it in preseason camp. Um, we saw in the first preseason game he was – double and triple teamed. Um, I think people have seen how aggressive he is, how, how well he moved from uh, east to west and able to stop the, the run. Um, and then even when they went and practiced with the Bills, Richie Incognito was saying that he was tougher than anybody he's had to block in a long time. So it's, uh, it's, it's turning upwards there, which makes, makes me feel good about who they've been drafting. Um, I think the other person that or people that they need that you need to watch out for is who's going to be the running back because the Browns have really come out and said, hey, look, we're going to focus on our defense and we're going to be a lot better um, on defense. They were pretty good last year and they're going to get better. And then we're just going to run the ball. We, we are not a passing offense at this point. Um, and so whoever steps up as running back, which has been kind of scary because nobody has stepped up yet in the preseason, um, that, that too, I think the Browns fans and other NFL fans really need to watch. Well, it also seems like the two kind of guys in that, you know, quarterback position, which is so critical in today's NFL, both of them seem to be comfortable running at times. Um, You know, have you been seeing that in preseason and also in training camp? Yeah, I mean, Josh McCown at quarterback is, is, you know, he's just somebody that I think that they're trying to bridge the gap until they can get a draft pick for a quarterback that would be their future. I don't think that they saw it this year at, at number 10 where they were. So um, it was one of those signings where it's not really sexy, but um, if he can stay upright, uh, he, he did pretty well in Chicago. It's when he doesn't have a very good offensive line like he did in Tampa Bay and he's under pressure that you'd be the, the bad Josh McCown. And, you know, when you get to the NFL, if you have a quarterback – any quarterback can take you apart if you give him enough time. So it's all about just making sure that he has enough time and he's not under pressure. I think that he would be, he'll be deep. And he's not, you know, he's never going to be Tom Brady. He's never going to be Peyton Manning. But he can he can handle the offense and, and take, you know, maybe not in the AFC North, but take you through the playoffs. So I, I think the AFC North is just so tough right now that um, I'm just looking for probably an 8-8 eight, eight or 9-7 and seven season would be, I'd be happy with. Yeah, I mean, because you're saying, like, giving him enough time. I'm thinking about it. Again, the, the, the teams you have to play twice, 
like all three of them defensively are very, very good. Um, so that time thing, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's tough. Luckily, luckily for us, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a little bit on a downtrend in the defense, but they can blow the doors off on offense. So it's kind of a catch-22 there. And then, you know, Baltimore's always good on defense. And the Bengals have a very underrated defense, I think. And so it's just one of those divisions, almost like the NFC West, where it's just really tough up and down. And you're not, you know, I think the Browns, just being realistic, I'd like to say differently, but being realistic, I think the Browns are sitting at the bottom of that pack. It's, it's not a bad pack to be at the bottom of. It's not like, you know, um, the NFC South from last year. So, you know, the other major player that everybody knows, I mean, even casual football fans, even non-football fans, when I say Johnny Football, they know exactly who that is. You know, there was a big to-do about him this offseason, taking time, going to rehab, you know, moving. You know, from all reports, it seems like it's he's matured. You know, do you think that he's ready to step into that kind of leadership role, or is he still kind of like that second-string quarterback for you guys? I I really think just skill-wise, I think he'll always be a second-string quarterback, uh, unfortunately. But I think that the good thing about just as a person seeing him progress, you know, and, and stop doing the money sign and going to rehab and, and, like you said, moving to Cleveland, making sure that, you know, that he's going to be a part of this team. I think that it really hit him back in the face last year where he had a quarterback rating of about five. And he was just getting demolished. That he realized he gave a lot after he didn't have Mike Evans throw the ball up soon like he did in college. Um, you know, he only had Josh Gordon for a couple. Um, if those that he wasn't even in when Manziel came into play. So I, I think he, he he learned quickly that you know things can turn on you pretty quickly in the NFL. So um, it's good to see the maturity out of him. It's just skill wise, though, I really don't think I'll we'd ever see him pass. Uh, a second-string quarterback, and, and that's unfortunate, but I just think that's the skill set he's got. Yeah, I think, personally, he should have stayed at A&M one more year. That would have really benefited him. I agree. He would have been, yeah. But, you know, on the other hand, they coddled him so much there, and he was able to get away with whatever he wanted. He might have actually turned out to be even more of a spoiled brat, which would have been even worse. Yeah, I just, I just think it was a bad situation. So, I mean, yeah, and I yeah. saw him a couple, we were talking about it off air, you know, um, you're driving, so you can't really see the game right now that's, that's on, but he looked pretty good in the first couple snaps that I saw. So, you know, it's preseason, but it's, it's a good, good sign. And, yeah, and he looked good in the first game. I mean, it's just solid, right? So he's got outstanding, but he looked solid. And just the key for him was that he didn't, he, everyone saw the highlight of him running for the end zone and making that 12 yard, uh, rush for the media in the first game, but I think more importantly, he had a couple where he was under pressure and he didn't take off right away. He saw the read and he threw a little dump pass that, you know, would go six yards and then and then um, the receiver could run for a first down. So that was always good to see. That's where you get to see, you know, the NFL quarterback needs to be able to stay in the pocket and make that throw. So we talked about the AFC North. I mean, how do you guys get to be competitive? I mean, with you guys having, you know, such competition, you know, year after year with the Ravens and the Steelers and the Bengals, you know, how do you guys get on top of that mountain? Well, I mean, a lot of it is, is, is your drafting, right? So all those teams, especially, you know, if you just follow the, the Steelers and their, their game plan, they just keep people around. And so, um, and they, they're really good at, at that drafting portion of, of, you know, the, the scouting. And so the Browns have been really bad in the past and taken some flyers on some guys that, haven't panned out um so it's, it's a matter of just building up your base and i think what they're doing now and the plan that, that 
the you know great farmer and the head coach and everybody has is to really focus on the run and then stop you on defense and and just win some close games. I think that that's a good plan to have moving forward for what the Browns have in their arsenal. And then you hope that you can find that quarterback in the future um, somewhere in the draft coming up. Um, or you might, you know, sometimes, you know, a couple of years ago we had Derek Anderson go 10-6 and six to make the playoffs. Sometimes he just hit a fluke, and uh, you can just kind of springboard off of that. So I think that the other key is you've got to keep a head coach around for more than three years. So Mike McGee's a great coach. I think that, you know, they got to keep giving him a chance, whatever the record is this year, unless, you know, they, the bottom falls out and they win one game or less. Um, you've got to have that consistency. You look, the Steelers have had what, four coaches in the history of their franchise, and it really goes to show that the consistency of these, um, you know, the regime and having people that you can count on is just really, really important. You'd also look at the Bengals, you know. I mean, Lewis has been there for, uh, I think, almost 15, 16 years. For Belichick, he's the second longest tenured head coach. So, I mean, it's just impressive to think to keep these guys around, and it really solidifies your organization as a whole. So, which of the AFC North um, um, teams are you looking forward to seeing the um, Browns play? Well, you know, it's funny because you have a rivalry with each of them. You know, the Ravens used to be the Browns. That's like the team that you really, really want to beat because they moved on us. Um, and then the Steelers is the big one because you live so close and everybody, you know, half the half of Cleveland has decided to become Steelers fans because they're, you know, they want to go with the winner and they're, that's just the way it is. But I, I really like to watch us play the Bengals because we give them fits. Um, when we're on the road, even in Cincy, sometimes we'll pull out those games, you know, all the time. And, and it's really fun to just Andy Dalton just really has a hard time with us, so I really like us watching playing the Bengals. I mean, it's just more fun for me because I know we have a chance to win. Yeah, what other, um, outside of your division, what other games are you looking forward to? Oh, I, I really want to play, we're playing the West, so I, I really want to see the face the Niners. They're on a downward, downward trend, and I think, that, again, like with the Bengals, I think that's a game we can win. Um, I'd love to see a crush on Kaepernick, uh, just to stop him from running around, because I think that's all he has is his ability to run. Yeah, I love the fact that I what I arguably, even though I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan, um, I think that the NFC West is the best division in the NFC, and then you've got that AFC North. I love the fact that you guys are playing against yeah. each other. It's just, it's just, it's just fantastic because I feel like that's they're going to be some of the best um, football games that we're going to see all year round, no matter what team you root for. If you just are a fan or you want to see great football, those are the games you're going to want to watch. And I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how you guys react to, um, you know, St. Louis's defense. I feel like is really really strong and a lot of people are discounting that oh my so God. i think i am really scared of them they i think they're one of my teams on the on the upswing I, i'm not as big as the cardinals a lot of people are on the cardinals bandwagon but the rams i think i mean you just have to be decent as a nick Foles as their quarterback and they had some really really bad quarterback last year when bradford went down and they're going to be really good so I, i'm scared of them yeah, plus they had a key injury in their um, defense when Chris Long went down pretty much for the entire season, too. So, you know, having him that's back true. and healthy, having a quarterback that's going to stay healthy, um, you know, I think that that team is really going to be the team that, you know, I think everybody needs to watch out for the St. Louis Rams. I think they're going to be very – they're yeah. going to surprise some people. So, yeah, right, well, that's funny thing about the NFC West is they used to be like uh, the Blackie division. You know, the Niners were run and gun and – now it's turned into the AFC North where it's really smash-mouth football. 
Yeah, it really is. It really is. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. All right, Rob, if um, Galpal Nation wants to hear you, where can they? Oh, they can find me. Uh, I'm uh, at Fletch2198 uh, on Twitter. And then uh, you can always find us on Next Fan Up, any of our super fans. That's right. And that's on blogtalkradio.com forward slash next fan up. And all the links to Rob and all the super fans are going to be in my show notes at sportsgalpal.com or blogtalkradio.com forward slash sportsgalpal. And again, Rob, thank you so much and good luck this season. Thank you very much. We're going to need it. Thanks for listening to the Sports Gal Pal podcast. And be sure to check out sportsgalpal.com.